You're on Rise FM in 60 minutes. I'm Elfas Musa Skosana. Now, to date, the Department of Health has administered over 8 million doses of the COVID-19 uh, vaccine. Now, joining us on the line to aid more for the vaccine doses to be administered is a Senior Technical Advisor at right to care Dr. Tendani Mathoro. Uh, a very warm good evening, Dr. Del. Hey, good evening, uh, Musa, and uh, good evening to your listeners. Doc, maybe let's talk about now the the importance of being vaccinated. Now, we, I mean, we have since heard that the Department of Health has managed, well, has administered over 8 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccines. To those that are still lagging behind, what are some of the importance uh, and advantages of being vaccinated? So, uh, if you look at uh, vaccination, it's, uh, it's, um, it's something that's generally been uh, running for a while. Um, if we look at uh, um, vaccination against uh, common childhood um, illnesses, we'll see that they have proven to be quite important in uh, preventing um, illnesses like polio. Um, and currently we have uh, been seeing that people can also be vaccinated for things like chicken pox. Mm. But if we focus on COVID-19 um, vaccinations, there are some important things that we need to look at um, if we compare ourselves um, in South Africa to other global um, places. You'll see that uh, if we look at the stats, um, internationally, we seem to have quite a number of doses, but we've only vaccinated around 5.5% of our population. Mm. And if we compare to countries like the U.S., I mean, they're looking at around 50% plus, and the likes of Germany, the U.K., um, uh, France and Italy, they have pushed their numbers. So this is close to them achieving what we call um, the herd immunity, whereby we minimize the circulation of the COVID-19 strains um, by ensuring that the people that are vaccinated will prevent them, this strain from further adapting and changing inside them. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are direct benefits of being um, vaccinated to um, various individuals for example, you reduce your chances of getting um, COVID-19 and uh, your chances of getting a severe COVID-19 disease or um, demising from COVID-19 are greatly, greatly diminished. Um, mm. If you look at some of the current stats that are coming in South Africa, where they are looking at uh, healthcare workers, um, we are seeing that um, less than 5% of them that are vaccinated are experiencing severe disease compared to 90 plus percent um, that are recovering quite well mm. even when they get uh, COVID-19 post-vaccination. Um, mm. um, we can also think about the impact that it has um, on the um, socio-economic and uh, political spheres. As you can see with um, various lockdowns, um, we, we we might be seeing a, a couple of um, uh, on and off lockdowns mm for as long as we still have uh, this um, COVID-19 um, virus um, circulating in the in the population. And uh, for those people that still think that uh, natural immunity um, is the only way to go, um, it doesn't last um, as long as we'd want it to in some individuals um, who have uh, gotten uh, infected by COVID-19. Um, their natural immunity can only last them a maximum six months, mm. um, which varies from individual to individual. But we are seeing uh, 
good protect, uh, protection and protection um, from vaccine-induced immunity mm. uh, that should be able to hold for a couple of um, years to come. Mm. Doc, there's someone out there saying, I've had you now, Doc, but what do I need to do to be vaccinated? Um, so, um, people might have seen uh, various platforms um, through which they can register um, via um, SMSs. We've been receiving SMSs. Um, there are websites where you can just um, um, log in and just um, ask how to register for vaccination. But I think the easiest thing for most people, um, also looking at some of our elderly and uh, other people who are not very tech-savvy, is that they can just walk to the nearest um, healthcare facility and inquire mm-hmm. about um, where they can be vaccinated. Um, that's in the public sector. And uh, some of the um, pharmacists in the private um, sector are also starting with vaccinations. So um, it's just um, important that one just uh, looks out for the signs and posts, um, places like your clinics, your hidden pharmacies, mm-hmm. and others are also um, starting to vaccinate. So people just need to walk there. Um, ask sometimes, um, you don't even need to make a booking. Um, you can just go as a walk-in and you will be assisted. And uh, this is also provided that you are of um, the current um, age group um, that is being um, vaccinated at the moment. Uh, we're looking at uh, the 35 years plus at the current moment, but mm. the under 35 will also be accommodated soon. Mm. Hearing the voice of the Senior Technical Advisor at right to care Dr. Tendani Mathoro, is uh, talking to us about the importance of vaccinating. Now, Doug, as you have mentioned, so you've mentioned now the eligibility. You've also mentioned it, 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 as to how one is to go about just getting the vaccine. But now the question that remains behind is the fact that where do I now go to get this uh, jab? All right. So um, across um, the various um, sub-districts um, in uh, Bombella, um, uh, which Park Ridge, um, Omazi, Tawache, uh, and uh, the former Umjindi. Um, there are facilities that are um, assisting with uh, vaccination. So the um, recurrent spots or the consistent ones are your hospitals and your healthcare centers. And that's where we are seeing that uh, vaccination stations um, are usually set up and uh, that get um, communicated um, weekly um, through various um, media platforms where the department um, sends out vaccinators and they set up stations and they go to hard to reach places and also targeting um, the population um, with regards to um, how many people have been noted to have registered on various platforms like EBDS Mm. And they also use other parameters to decide where they should um, set up station. And uh, as I said, uh, you also get uh, your private um, pharmacies, um, clicks being one of them, and also from hidden um, pharmacy, also offering um, vaccinations uh, for those um, that would like to go to um, private facilities. Mm. Maybe, Doug, let's put to bed some of the, the, the notions and the myths that we've been seeing circulating on the social media. What do you have to say to some of the miscommunication and information that has been circulating on the social media space? Um, so, Musa, at this current uh, point in time, um, it just seems that uh, people just need to um, 
understand that there has been uh, a lot um, that uh, has been happening with um, the state and uh, uh, we do see it that sometimes people do seem to lose um, hope um, in as far as um, some of the information that communicated uh, formally mm-hmm. um, comes out to them. Um, I mean, at this point, I think a lot of people um, do have uh, um, some information um, to an extent um, for them to decide if um, what is being said about vaccines is true or not. But what one just needs to remind uh, the public about is uh, when it comes to issues of health and uh, issues related to vaccines, there are very stringent regulations. So the information that we give them is um, information that has been well studied, well researched, and um, it's information that has gone through um, several reviews before it is uh, made public. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, if we look at uh, vaccine development, where there are people that are claiming that uh, these vaccines are not efficient, or they were too rushed, or some of the myths circulating that um, in a couple of years people will be developing spikes or something will happen to them because they have um, received these vaccines. Mm-hmm. So these are some of the things that one can call um, pseudoscience, which is um, something that doesn't even get um, corroborated um, through um, genuine and scientific uh, studies. So that's just something that people just need to be aware of. There will be a lot of information that we'll hear about. Um, for example, the issues of how COVID-19 came about and how people are using um, vaccinations for various gains. And mm-hmm. um, there was a team that was sent um, to Wuhan to do um, extensive investigations. And uh, there was a report that was public, uh, published and shared, which did prove that um, this virus is not man-made. It was not leaked uh, by anyone at a lab, and they did find the uh, potential sources of contamination. Mm-hmm. As we uh, know that um, there are issues with uh, how um, certain um, animals and uh, meat are handled, and what we call um, jumping or cross infection of um, viruses mm-hmm. from one species to another, which is what we are seeing with uh, COVID-19. Um, some of the things like uh, magnetism, uh, 3G. Um, issues of the vaccine altering one's genes. Those are some of the things that um, we have tried explaining on several platforms that um, the mRNA vaccine technology Mm. does not um, induce any of those and it does not change one's gene because uh, genetics is quite more complex than that. Mm. All it does is it just gives um, your immune system, your white cells, some building blocks and how to form um, what one can call bullets against um, COVID-19, which are antibodies. Mm. Um, I think the last two things that I can also speak to, Musa, are issues related to um, the long-term um, side effects, yes, um, which are actually um, more common with COVID than what people think um, um, there are associations with vaccines. Mm. Um, we are seeing people who have um, recovered from COVID, but um, they are still suffering from um, lung problems. Mm. Some are having um, heart problems from the uh, COVID um, virus itself. Others are having memory and uh, other mental health um, challenges. And uh, there are other um, studies that are starting to come out as well, showing that uh, there could be links um, of this um um, COVID-19 um, virus with other reproductive um, organ 
um, challenges as well. And as um, as the research is being done, we are seeing a lot of um, post-COVID complications that uh, we do not expect from the vaccines as far as our reviews are concerned. And um, lastly, um, we do hear about people who rely on streaming instead mm. of taking vaccines. Um, this is something that we need to emphasize, that uh, streaming can work in a test tube by killing off a virus. But the temperatures that you need to kill off a virus that's in a human body mm. are so high that it will actually just burn the, um, the body as it is. And uh, the steam can be... Um, quite dangerous. Uh, some people have um, suffered facial burns. And please, people should not be steaming if they do not have the virus to try and prevent getting it. And the only way you can do to prevent uh, yourself from getting it um, is getting your COVID-19 jab. And uh, also maybe just to clarify, you can use steaming if you are infected and you are um, having some congestion. That is what steaming has been used for and that's what it has done. And beyond that, does not cure um, COVID-19, um, nor does it uh, prevent you from getting um, COVID-19. Mm. I think, uh, I hope that, Musa, we have um, summarized some of these uh, myths mm. and uh, beliefs um, that are out there. In case you just joined us, you're listening to Rise FM in 60 Minutes. I'm, well, I'm in conversation with uh, Dr. Matoro from Right to Care. He is uh, um, no, talking to us here on Rise FM in 60 Minutes about the importance of uh, vaccinating it has just gone 21 minutes just after seven now dog maybe kindly talk us through the processes that one needs to take just immediately after uh, all right so post vaccination um when you are still at the site um they will advise you on uh, some of the precautions that you need to do um what should be and what shouldn't be done and uh, just the important thing is firstly um you need to wait um, after being vaccinated um, for observation, um, some people generally try to rush um, mm. to go wherever they need to go, but it is advisable that um, after vaccination, you just take it easy, just like what you do after getting um, any injection, because you just need to wait and feel how your body um, is reacting to it. Mm. Um, they will give you a pamphlet um, with a summary of um, um, information, what to look out for, and um, what should you do in an event of any side effects, uh, which are very rare at this point, and we'll talk about some of the common ones. Mm. Now, one of the most important things is um, at the vaccination area, uh, we advise that you shouldn't apply any um, antiseptic or wrap the area because we need what we call inflammation to set in that vaccination site. So as soon as um, the needle um, has come out, um, your own body's um, immune cells, uh, white cells, get recruited to the area. We need to now start processing whichever um, information has been um, deposited there. So if you try to put any anti-inflammatory rub fix or rub anything um, at that area, you are going to interfere with that process. Mm. So it is not because there is a magnet with, um, that we say people shouldn't rub or fill that area as some believe. So mm. it's just to make sure that you do not interfere with inflammation. And with issues of um, pain relief, um, you are allowed to take painkillers, just to ensure that um, they are more of the paracetamol family or panacos and you shouldn't be taking um, higher doses of anti-inflammatories. So anti-inflammatories 
would be um, uh, medications like your dofens or any of um, the family of medications that will interfere with the inflammation at the site of injection that we're talking about. Mm. And uh, most importantly, um, if you are on any medication, uh, continuity chemotherapy medication, um, there's no contraindication to you taking the medication. And um, as I said, they will give you um, a list of uh, things to look out for, and uh, you can then um, record those um, should you get anything. And uh, with your common uh, reactions, most of the times, these are things that just tell you that your body is processing the information. So your immune system is the one that will um, make you feel like you are being sick. This is what we call... Um, um, reactivity from your body uh, acting. So the pain at the injection site, um, pain under your armpit, which is where your glands are, um, which you call um, the house for your white cells. So sometimes you can get some pain under there. Um, there'll be generalized things like um, you know chills, feeling hot, headache, sometimes joint pains, um, nausea, fatigue. And those are self-limiting, so you shouldn't really be experiencing those um, for longer than a day. So if you do like uh, those uh, symptoms are um, going a bit longer, then I welcome to come back to the site where you're vaccinated and they'll be able to assist. And those are generally some of the most common um, effects that one can expect. Most. Uh, Doc, before I let you go, what sort of message would you like, therefore, to convey Thanks for that, Musa. So what we just need to remind uh, our community is that um, there are still people that think that um, health facilities are closed um, because of COVID-19. Um, they just need to remember that um, health facilities are open and uh, they are ready to give them the usual um, package of services. And uh, people who are on chronic medications, uh, who are taking ARVs, uh, medication, uh, sugar medication, or other medications for that matter, um, need to remember that if they had appointments, um, they should still go at their appointments um, to their local healthcare facilities to get those uh, medications every month. And even if they missed their appointments, they should still go there. Mm. Now, during this uh, period of um, the pandemic, Musa, it is important that um, we don't miss taking our chronic medication because, as we said in the previous week, um, some of these underlying conditions um, can actually increase one's chances of getting COVID-19 and getting um, very sick. And um, lastly, um, we are having uh, teams of um, right to care or other partners that are supporting facilities, working closely with the Department of Health staff so for people who have missed um, their appointments when they return there, um, they will be welcomed um, very well by someone um, that was, uh, they will see named someone who will be very friendly with them, and they will assist them with all their needs and facilities. Uh, Senior Technical Advisor at Right to Care, Dr. Tendani Mathoro. Doc, really, really appreciate your time. Have yourself a great evening, Feather. Um, thank you so much, Musa. Um, always a pleasure. And uh, I'll be tuning into your show just to hear um, the rest of the discussions. Thanks. I'd really appreciate that. That is uh, the good doctor there. That is Dr. Mathoro from Right to Care talking to us here on Rise of Women 60 Minutes about the importance of uh, vaccination.